not doing prequels. We're not talking about threequels. They're not all equal. This is block of sequels. <laughs> <laughs>Hey everybody, welcome to Flock of Sequels. I am your host as always, Brian, and with me as always, uh, well, actually, this is a a flock first, everybody. Um, I'm actually doing this episode alone, by myself. Um, Usually my my co-host, Ryan, we've been doing the show for... Over four years now, over 60 episodes, and um, a flock first where I'm doing this one by myself. Uh, but the, the, the reason really is I, he, he's missing. I, I can't find him. He won't return my calls. He just seemed like he just up and vanished. We were supposed to see this movie uh, that this episode is about, Exorcist Believer, together in the theaters, and he just never showed up. He, uh, we always go to the same movies, the Regal Theater, there's a large stretch of woods by the theater, and he, before I talked to him, said he was going to take a nice walk through the woods, and then meet me at the theater for the nine o'clock show, and he, he never made it, so I, I went to the movies with, uh, friend of the show, Caitlin, was gracious enough to to accompany me so I didn't have to see the movie by myself because I get a little nervous seeing movies by myself. So uh, I appreciate her going to the movies with me, but afterwards I was texting Ryan like, hey, where'd you go? Hey, you're missing the movie. And just no, no response. And I went to the movies on Monday and he just never, never showed up. But we did um, make a pact with each other in, in the very beginning of this podcast that if there was ever a show that we wanted to do that was coming out, that we wanted to drop it on a Friday 13th, but something was keeping one of us, um, do whatever we need to do to get that episode out there to drop on Friday 13th. That's one of our favorite holidays. So, uh, Ryan, we're, we're still looking for you. Feverishly, we're no stone left unturned, but I'm dedicating this episode to you because I'm keeping the pact. We're I'm doing the episode to make sure that it comes out um, so everybody that hears it, uh, this episode is dropping on Friday 13th, just like I promised, Ryan. But uh, the episode that we are talking about, that I am talking about, is uh, Exorcist Believer, which this might be the fastest turnaround time for a movie that The Flock has done. Uh, The movie came out uh, just last Friday, and I saw the movie on the following Monday, and then this episode's coming out just a week after its release. So I'm looking forward to uh, talking about it, and we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. It's probably going to be a much shorter show because we don't have I don't have Ryan's soundboard, it's just kind of me in the studio just putting what I can together. Um, we don't have any like of his Q&As, we don't have any of his uh, very long intro songs that we know and love. So uh, we're just kind of pulling pulling up by our bootstraps and, and getting this done. So uh, I'm going to do my best and and see what happens. And... Uh, a lot of this, I, I didn't want to do an episode by myself, but uh, what kind of inspired me was, um, I think it was in 2022, we came out with a Psycho 2 episode where um, I split the audio between, there was a, a Brian-only version and a Ryan-only version, and we thought it would be fun to see um, which uh, person would have the most listens to when it was just them. And I, I won by a large margin, so for all of you out there who are actually uh, looking forward to an episode that's just me, um, uh, th- thank you. I, I don't know what to say. All, all the Bryheads out there, um, I, I appreciate your support. So uh, this isn't going to be a regular thing. This is just kind of like a one-off until we can find Ryan. 
who I, I know eventually we will find safe and sound. But uh, so all the Bryheads out there, the, this episode is dedicated to you. This epi- episode is dedicated to Ryan. So, uh, so let, yeah, let's just keep on with the show. All right, so first I, I want to talk about uh, the history of the Exorcist franchise and my history with the Exorcist franchise um, from my uh, crack team of research that I was doing via Wikipedia. Uh, the Exorcist franchise um, consists of three movies, two prequels, a TV show that I think ran... One season, two seasons. Don't don't hold me to it. I was kind of skimming through the Wikipedia, and and now this new uh, set of movies that's coming out, uh, a new trilogy of movies that is coming out. Which uh, this one just came out, 2023. There's one scheduled for 2025, and I'm guessing a third one if I'm doing the math, maybe 2027. So uh, it has quite a history. And, I mean, since I'm getting into all this, well, I guess my, my history with Exorcist is uh, I've seen the first three, and I just watched the, the third one pretty recently, I think within the past year, which, um, and I, actually, I think Exorcist 2 and 3 I watched within the past year. I was in some Exorcist zone, and I uh, did not care for the second one which had Linda Blair in it kind of as like an adult Reagan in I think she was in college um I I didn't really care for that one and then uh Exorcist 3 actually really liked which kind of um I don't remember if there was any characters that were connected to the the first one I know Reagan wasn't in it I know George C. Scott and uh Brad my boy our boy Brad Dourif in there, but um, that one was really good, and it has one of the much heralded uh, jump scares of all time, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, you can either watch the movie, see it for yourself, or you could just Google uh, Exorcist 3 jump scare, and I'm sure you can see it that way, but uh, pretty intense stuff, but uh, I did enjoy that, and uh, the uh, the author of the Exorcist book, which I am planning to read the book, um, I wanted to that might finish my exorcist journey uh, after this episode comes out put on my my list of audiobooks to read but uh the author William Peter Blatty uh who wrote the first exorcist wrote uh, a second book a sequel called Legion which he turned that into the exorcist 3 and he directed that himself and I believe he wrote the screenplay for exorcist 3 and wrote the screenplay for the first one but uh the first one which, uh, directed by our boy Willie Freakin, who, uh, I know he died recently. I'm not sure exactly when. I, I don't, I don't keep, uh, notes. I don't pay attention to, to death like our boy Ryan does with his death messages. He catalogs when people die and puts their date, dates of death, um, all, all over his, his walls. I, I'm, I don't, I don't like to be that, that dour, but, uh, um, might be spoiler for my review, but, uh, he might be glad that he passed before these, uh, new sets of Exorcist movies came out. I don't know if he would have watched them, but, uh, I don't know if he would have cared for them, but, uh, my history with the Exorcist, uh, I was not around when, uh, the first one came out in 1973, but, um, I did see there was an extended director's cut where they added a bunch of those scary faces, um, kind of like a little jump scare, it was like a white face that was kind of like peeking through the shadows, that one came out in 2000, so I was around 16, right at that perfect age, to go see, uh, old school horror in the theater with your high school friends, they were calling it extended director's cut, or the version you've never seen, because they, they added those faces, no one had seen those faces, so, uh, there's good times. I, I don't remember if Ryan was at that one or not. I, I barely remember what I had for breakfast, let alone who I was attending, uh, movies with in the year 2000. But, um, I mean, since we're talking about the first 
exorcists so much and all these. Why don't we just get right into it, people? Um, I do have a couple sound clips for uh, one of the things we like to call sequel stats. Oh, I ruined it. Let, let's do the sound bit. Sequel stats. See what happens when Ryan's not here? I'm, I step over my own sound bites. Well, uh, and uh, I'm not sure what Ryan's history with uh, the Exorcist franchise. If, if I were to think about it, I know he's seen the first one. He's probably seen the, the one with the scary white faces in there. And uh, ho hopefully he made it to uh, to see the newest one. I, I'm, I'm not sure. Hopefully when all this comes out, this episode's going to drop. He's he's going to reappear out of nowhere and say, Yeah, I saw the movie. And maybe, maybe we'll re-record this episode once we've all seen it and had a nice laugh about um, his... His whereabouts for for three days, but uh, well, the first Exorcist comes out. Um, not sure if it's a typical holiday movie, but uh, December twenty sixth, nineteen seventy three, on a slim budget of twelve million dollars, and ended up grossing worldwide four hundred forty one million point three dollars, which uh, I don't know if that counts the uh, re release. I'm gonna guess it does. But uh, that's a lot of money off a $12 million budget. Especially uh, if most of that was made in the 70s. Because if you uh, change for inflation, I, I'm not sure what it was. Maybe that's already been adjusted for inflation. Who knows? But uh, this one, that we're, the one that we're talking about, Exorcist Believer, came out on October 6, 2023. Uh, nearly 50 years to the uh, the original has a thirty million dollar budget and currently as of this record it's only been out for one weekend has a worldwide box office gross of forty four million dollars and uh, the Rotten Tomato meter if you were to take a guess what would you think the first one has I'll give you a second it's it's at a seventy eight so good good job if you if you were close to that. Um, the one that just came out, Exorcist Believer, what, what do you think that one has? If you said 24%, then good for you. It's uh, not not that well received, which uh, I saw the audience score was a little better than that. I'm, I'm not sure what the critics are liking, what they're not liking, but um, I know Universal Pictures, the distributor, paid uh, $400 million for the rights to The Exorcist franchise and they agreed that they were going to come out with uh, three movies and David Gordon Green which I totally forgot to talk about um, month of this month that we're in right now we're, we're going to be celebrating Greentober where we're going to be discussing all the sequels that David Gordon Green has been a part of which um, we want to start off strong with the, the newest release Exorcist Believer and uh, for for the rest of Green Tober, we're just gonna have to wait and see what the what the next ones are. Cause Ryan me Ryan and me had a a bit of a debate on what the uh, the other Gordon Green sequel should be, but uh, we might put a Twitter poll up to try to um, get the results of who should win that debate. So uh, TBD on the uh, second entry for Green Tober, still hashing those out, but. Um, and most recently with David Gordon Green, uh, he's most recently known for the most, uh, the three most recent Halloween movies to come out, which he, uh, I know he directed, I don't know if he co-wrote those, I know Danny McBride was involved with that, but uh, I don't know if his intention with these new Exorcist movies was to direct all three, I know he co-wrote uh, this one with the with the, I don't remember his name, but he, D, I'm calling him DGG, covered that. Um, after this first box office weekend, it sounds like uh, Green's trying to pull out of maybe directing the other ones. I don't know if that was always the intention, but uh, maybe because it wasn't making as much as they thought, he's uh, trying to busy himself with other projects. So I guess we'll see. But the, the next one that's coming out, 
uh, Exorcist Deceiver, which is uh, tentatively due April 2025, just in time for Easter, folks. Um, so we'll see what happens with that one. Um, I probably would not have seen this movie if I wasn't trying to do um, an episode for the show. Um, I'm not not really a big uh, exorcism guy. There's been I feel like those movies have been done to death. Uh, I know there's Pope's Exorcist just came out earlier this year with Russell Crowe. Didn't say it. Didn't. Wasn't even trying. Put it on my radar. It's on Netflix. I could just as easily hit the enter button. Nope, not gonna see it. I don't want to see it. Um, I'm an okay Russell Crowe fan, but uh, I I don't need to see ex that many exorcisms. I I feel like the the first one set the bar really high, and it's been hard to to replicate that uh that same magic. So so I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. Call me a skeptic with uh, these future exorcist movies. When I heard that they were gonna be making three of them, I I rolled my eyes in a very dramatic fashion to whoever would look at me. But, uh, so, uh, I'm not holding my breath for the other ones, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I do like to support the, the horror arts when they're in the theaters, so, we'll see. And, and this one, I usually go to the movies on a Tuesday, because it's, uh, discounted Tuesdays, and movies are half price, but, uh, this year, uh, the Tuesday just happened to fall on Kate and I's anniversary, we're celebrating the Big 13, with uh, Friday the 13th coming up, and uh, I was like, I can't go to the movies, uh, especially a horror movie, on our anniversary. So that's why we uh, I went on a Monday, and uh, also a friend of the show, Caitlin, was very gracious enough to pay full price, which uh, for me is very hard to do, and I'm sure she wasn't she wasn't planning on seeing this one either. So thank you again to a Caitlin in a small uh, edition of Are They Listening? Which Adam, I think she'd stopped listening a while ago after her episode, Adam's Family Values. If you want to hear what Caitlin is about, go ahead and check out that episode. One of our highest rated episodes, or highest downloaded episodes, rather. I, I think the critics were kind of hit or miss with it. But uh, one of the highest downloaded ones we got. And that was... Sequel Stats. right sequel stats and uh before we get into the uh the plot of the movie i keep saying we i'm just so used to ryan being here um still as of this record uh still missing i, I text him maybe the top of every hour just to check in and see if maybe his phone had died and he just got found an outlet with a plug that he could charge and respond to my many texts but um Hopefully he's okay, and we're, we're thinking about you, Ryan, wherever you are, hopefully you're safe. Uh, I know walking through the woods at night to go to the movies probably wasn't the best idea, but uh, I'm, can't, it's, it's hard to tell tell that Ryan no uh, if you don't want him doing something. But uh, before we get into the plot, I do want to go over some uh, cast and crew highlights for this movie. Um, main main uh, star of the show is uh, Leslie Odom Jr., which I, I didn't realize that was him in, until the credits uh, came up. I think I was just en engrossed, I guess, enough with the film, and he, he looked kind of familiar. Maybe he had some facial hair, which I wasn't recognizing. Maybe if they had given him something to, to sing, I would have uh, come to that realization sooner. Maybe or if they had shown like a clip of him watching Hamilton on TV, I kind of would have made that connection faster. And uh, there's two little girls in this movie. I think one of them was a brand new um, actress. I don't know if she got the introducing credit or not. Um, the girl who played Catherine, whose name I do not have written down. And then there was uh, Angela, which I did not write her name down either. <laughs> but uh, Catherine's mom, uh, Miranda, was played by Jennifer Nettles, who I thought it was interesting, plays uh, Amy Lee. Gemstone on the Righteous Gemstones, which uh, David Gordon Green uh, directs a bunch of episodes, and Dana McBride is a uh, creator of, directs, and writes a bunch of episodes. So I wonder how she got uh, that role. Let me think. And uh, she's also one in, one half of the country band Sugarland, which I the name sounds familiar. I don't think I've heard any of their music, but. Uh, 
who who knows? Maybe maybe I have in in passing or uh, walking through the mall. Maybe they came on. And uh, another music related person, uh, Norbert Leo Butts, as a uh, Tony Catherine's dad, who he has two Tonys for uh, winning Best Actor for the Broadway renditions of uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels and Catch Me If You Can. Uh, Wikipedia said he's uh, one of only nine actors to have done this. And uh, I wonder if I was wondering if that's why they named uh, his character that, um, just to kind of re-emphasize, like, Tony has two Tonys, so make sure you remember that name, Tony. And, uh, and w- with all that singing talent, it was kind of making me think that the next movie might be a musical, because you don't want to hire these actors who can sing and not kind of show off them pipes. But uh, what do you think uh, that would sound like, Exorcist the Musical? Would it be like, I'm a mess, yes I'm possessed, if you insist, must be an exorcist. Maybe maybe something like that, I don't know. That's just kind of off the dome, Who who knows, who knows. But, uh, and also reprising her role as uh, Chris McNeil from Exorcist OG, it's Ellen Burstyn. And I nearly bursted out of my seat when I saw her show up on the screen, because I, I thought she had died a, a while ago. I mean, she, she looks good. I think I read she's either 90 or 91, and uh, they, they made sure to shoot her parts first just because of her age, and they were also blaming COVID. Which may or may not be true, but um, not not sure if she's gonna be in the uh, Deceiver or not. But uh, they may wanna maybe wanna film those scenes sooner than later too, just for for the same reasons. Cause uh, I mean, she looked good. She was seemed very active in the movie. She was running around, uh, getting attacked. And, oh yeah, spoilers for Exorcist Believer, if if you have not uh, seen the movie yet, um, I probably will be spoiling a bunch of important things, so um, I I don't know exactly when I'm going to spoil stuff, so just fair warning, I'm going to be spoiling the movie, I know it's pretty recent that the movie's come out, so uh, maybe just pause here, uh, because I'm going to be spoiling stuff, and then go watch the movie, come back, pick up where you left off. And if you did that, welcome back. So glad you went to go see the movie. How did you like it? Really? Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, and then the only other person I wanted to count... Well, I guess two more people to call out. Uh, Anne Dowd is Anne. Uh, neighbor Anne, who... Uh, nurse Anne. And I always wonder if that's confusing when you play a character who also has the same name as you, because... Like, if the director is saying, like, oh, Anne, I want you to be like this, be, uh, do you want, like, me, like, actor Anne to do that, or do you want my character Anne to do that? Uh, I feel like it's very confusing. Like, if I'm sure, like, when they wrote the script, uh, the person was Anne, like, you can't control that, but once you hire an actor, an actress with that name, I mean, you could just as easily have changed it to, like, control R, replace all Anne's with, like, Jan or something like that. I don't know. Just I feel like it's very confusing for the actor and could be also confusing for us. We don't know if she knows that she's in a movie she could have been playing herself the whole time. I don't know. I don't know if she had a last name. Pretty sure she was just Anne. Or neighbor Anne. And uh, spoiler, there was also a cameo by uh, Linda Blair towards the end of the movie reprising her role as Reagan, which uh, I wasn't expecting that. I uh, just thought she maybe they didn't want her involved, or uh, maybe she didn't want to be involved. She was tired of playing that character, but I guess not, and might be setting her up to uh, be in the next one. They'd be deceiving me if they didn't use her, because she was only in it for maybe ten seconds. All right, everybody, I wanted to get uh, into the plot of this movie. I usually have my rapid-fire observations, but, but when I do those, um, I'm usually watching the movie at home and I have the ability to uh, to pause and uh, rewind, fast forward, uh, and I just didn't uh, have uh, that that kind of uh, 
opportunity with this movie because it's so fresh in the theater. And I was trying to figure out a way to uh, take notes while I was in the theater. I uh, bought seats to sit all the way in the back, so if I was using my phone, I wasn't going to be bothering any of the people around me, seeing some phone screen light up. So you're welcome to all those people. But uh, I and I was like, oh, I'll put a. I don't want to write in the dark because I won't be able to to read what I'm writing. As the, as the thoughts come to me, so then I was like, oh, well, uh, I, I use this voice recorder app for the show, maybe I can just do that for uh, the movie, and I can just have a recording, um, my thoughts while while the movie's going on, and I can kind of just like, you know, whis- whisper it, so I'm not, uh, not uh, annoying the other movie theater patrons with my voice, because I'm very loud in the movies usually. So uh, I was like, okay, I'll whisper. And usually, if I'm, I would something I would say to to Ryan if he was sitting next to me, or to Caitlin, would be something I would think is funny enough for the show. So I was like, oh, anytime I talk to one of them, I'll just hit record and record that, and can use it for the show later. Well, uh, I think there was like one one thing I maybe tried to record, and I would I didn't want to leave the whole thing on recording because then I have some two hour sound clip that I have to sift through and listen to again just to hear the one or two thoughts I was having. So I was like, oh, I'll hit pause every time I'm done talking. And uh, and then I can just hit uh, record again when I want to say something again. But uh, my phone, I guess, after a minute of not being touched, uh, just goes to sleep. So instead of me having to, like, fumble every... Every time I wanted to say something and have to unlock it with my face in the dark or type my password in in the dark and then record. Spend about 10 seconds trying to do that. Miss whatever's happening on the on the big screen. Miss whatever jump scare is about to happen. Uh, the first time it happened, I was like, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to try to remember stuff. And uh, I, I got to tell you, it was, it was hard for me to, to remember stuff. We went to a 9 o'clock show, so it wasn't, like, the latest show, but, I mean, it's it was a Monday, it was a holiday, hadn't worked all day, so, you know, you just get very tired from not working and having to be up at, at such an hour, and all those commercials before the the movie, the, and this movie was two hours, which uh, I feel like they could have made this, like, a tight 90, but um, they had a whole beginning part that took place in Haiti, and... I was kind of like, where is this movie going? But um, and and this movie, uh, another thing about it, it, it's not a it's not a fun movie like the Halloween movies that Green did, Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. Those are fun movies. You got a slasher going after kids, and adults, and everyone in between. But you kind of kind of know the formula and what to expect. With, with the, these exorcism possession movies, you're just kind of like. Alright, when's a person going to get possessed? When are they going to figure out that they're possessed? Now they got to find some religious person to help them. And they might struggle with those people to actually think that it's a real possession. And then they come to their senses and help the possessed person. So just trying to go through those beats. And if this, I don't remember if this movie had any humor Maybe before the the girls got possessed, I, I did kind of like the little twist of uh, having two people, two little girls possessed at the same time versus just one, because I, I don't know if they've done like two at the same time, exorcism or not. So that that part I can appreciate, but uh, just I, I don't know, it just wasn't a fun movie. Just kind of depressing and all the religious stuff. Me, me and Ryan aren't big on uh, religious movies, so. That, that whole aspect just kind of turns us off. Or I shouldn't speak for him, because maybe his viewpoints change. I don't know. I don't know. At least for me, uh, I'm not huge on the religious movies. But, um, so I, I don't have much uh, rapid, uh, rapid observations for this movie. But, um, there, there was a scene, um, where the girls, they had, they had been missing for... Uh, 
ended up being three days, but when the when they found the girls, the girls only thought a few hours had passed. So and they don't remember what happened to them during the time they were missing. But uh, the girls are just trying to reacclimate to their lives again. the The one family is Baptist, so they go to church. I guess every Tuesday. I I don't know. I I don't know when people go to church. But um, the her siblings catch her. Um, like masturbating in the in the pews, the the last time I got caught masturbating at church, they made me an altar boy. I'll wait to see if there's a a laugh track that gets added in there or not in post. And uh, an, another scene that stood out was uh, Ellen Burstyn's character Chris. Uh, she's kind of turned into. Uh, this world-renowned uh, consultant about exorcisms ever since her daughter got possessed, and she's written books on it, so eventually she comes into the movie as kind of like a spiritual consultant, trying to, trying to talk to the to the girls that are possessed and trying to, I guess, help them get out of this. But um, I think it was Angela, uh, the one girl, uh, starts stabbing uh, Chris in the eyes and with a crucifix and... It was pretty bloody from what I remember. I wasn't expecting that, especially she's, she's so uh, frail and and old. I thought that that was going to end up like killing her, but she uh, she does end up surviving the movie, which I don't know if that was intended for her to... I guess she's going to be a blind, Ellen Blinden, in, in the next one, in The Deceiver, or... Maybe that's why it's called Deceiver, because you think she just got blinded, but no, she really died in between the, this one and the next one. Or, oh no, she got eye implants, and she can see perfectly fine. But the eyes are that of the killer from The Exorcist 3. No, why did they do that? They deceived us. Well, we'll have to wait till April 2025 for that one. So, uh, so we'll see. And, uh... Also, with this movie being uh, religious, uh, where, where was the rabbi in this movie? At one point, they have a, uh, they called it a, a root work healer. They had a Baptist pastor and a Pentecostal preacher. They couldn't have had a rabbi around at that religious intervention for the exorcisms. I'm sure they could have put in their two shekels and helped figure out a way to, to stop them, but... I didn't even see them ask anybody. They didn't even drive past the synagogue. So, I'm a missed opportunity there, I don't know. Maybe Jewish people don't believe in possessions or exorcisms. I don't know. Don't ask me. Also, uh, at the very end, I wasn't expecting that Reagan cameo. Especially not a D.H. Ronald version. It's a weird choice, but what? Whatever. And and that's going to be my, my rapid-fire observations for right now. I, I think once the movie comes out on a, on VOD or where I can kind of pause and rewind and stare at stuff for a lot longer, maybe I'll have some more observations for a, maybe a, a Exorcist Believer rewatch episode when both flockers, uh, flock boys can be here, but we'll see. Um, but... Uh, enough about the movie. You guys didn't come here to uh, hear about the movie. Uh, you want to hear us play some games? I keep saying us because I'm used to, to my boy Ryan being here. It's just just me in the studio. But uh, so we're gonna play some games. Uh, first one that we like to do is always the uh, Urban Dictionary Game Show. It's the Urban Dictionary Game Show. It's the Urban Dictionary Possessed Edition. Uh, this is where I'm going to take certain words or phrases I remember hearing from the movie, plug them into the old Urban Dictionary, and see what comes out the other side. And I know last time we were kind of playing a game where uh, I would, we would give three words. One of them would be a, a fake one that we made up. But um, I, it didn't feel right to, to not do that without Ryan being able to, to guess right or wrong. I guess you in the audience could guess, but I won't know whether whether or not you, you would have got it or not. So uh, these ones are all real definitions that I came across in the Urban Dictionary. The uh, first word 
that I found was called, uh, first one I looked up was called Hoodoo, which, uh, when I looked up Root Work Healer, it kind of came up as like a Haitian voodoo thing, which I guess is what Hoodoo stands for in the traditional dictionary, but in the urban dictionary it stands for Mountain Nipples, which, uh, I had a look at that word because I had a hyperlink. Uh, mountain nipples is the hard twin peaks resulting from cold or typically a wet tongue run around the nipple. And the sentence says, I accidentally spilled liquid nitrogen on her tits and she got mountain nipple. That's by Nick Papagiorgio, January 29, 2008. And uh, the original poster for Hoodoo, who just wrote mountain nipple, uh, their sentence was, look at that mountain's large hoodoos, burr. That's by Oil Pan Stan, November 12th, 2019. The uh, second word I looked up is uh, the crucifix, which is after that uh, eye gouging with the crucifix scene uh, stuck in my mind. One of the few scenes that I remember. And I, I will say, I, get, I did get a little sleepy towards the end. It was a two-hour movie. It was very dark in the theater. The seats are pretty comfy. You're lucky I didn't fall asleep after hour one. So I, I'm pretty sure I caught most, most of how it ended. But uh, crucifix uh, is position, arms spread, legs together, definition, the act of fucking four chicks at once. One on your right hand getting Claudioed, in parentheses, finger blasted. One on your left hand, once again getting Claudioed. One sitting on your face, and another chick riding your cock in the reverse cowgirl position. Their example, Bert. I was at the bar last night, and I took four chicks home, and I gave those bitches the crucifix. Charlie. Unfucking real man. Sweet. And then a high five. And that's by, I don't think this is English, I'm just going to read the letters, C-E-K-R-J-H-R-N-G, Sugar that's uh, February 3rd, 2008, so I guess they've been doing that for a while. And my last word, um, also because that eye gouging scene stuck with me so much, I looked up eye gouging and there was a... A phrase of Scandinavian eye gouging, which is the act of an erect penis gouging the eye out of a woman by constant pelvic thrust until the man is ready to come. Then the male is to come into the ungouged eye of the woman, causing her to have pink eye in one eye and to be blind in the other. It originated in Scandinavia. The sentence is, did you hear that bitch? Tracy went blind due to Scandinavian eye gouging. And that's by Razor, January 4th. 2015. Thank you so much for those entries, and that was Urban Dictionary Game Show. It's an Urban Dictionary Game Show. I don't usually sing this, it's Brian, cause he's a rapper, and he's got a nice voice. But uh, that was our game. Um, I think we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll get right back to the show. Got to pay some bills. Alright, see you after the break, everybody. Hey Flockers, uh, we just have a quick ad read and then we'll get right back to the show. Ever not feel good and just want to stay tied up in bed all day but you still want to get a workout in? Look no further than Regan's Exerciser. All of these exercise routines can be done from the comfort of your own bed. Like the cross badge where you extend and cross your arms over your abdominal area for three sets of six. That's six, six, six sets total. Or the neck roll, where you can see how far you can turn your neck. See how close you can get to 360 degrees. Feel that burn. These are just a few of the routines you'll learn with this regimen. That's Regan's Exerciser. You'll feel like you went to hell and back, but that means it's working. Back to the show. Welcome back, flockers. It's your boy, Brian. Uh, Still no word from Ryan. So as, as far as I know, he's he's still missing, and I did mention this is going to be a shorter episode. Um, 
most mostly because uh Brian does uh, a bulk of the uh the pre pre show stuff and does the the Q and A interviews. Um, he bothers people at their at their job. Calls people, bothers them while they're working. So uh, we we don't have any long form interviews of people getting bothered, and we don't have the those long songs that he makes for all the bits that we do because I don't have a soundboard because he's missing, so I, I don't have those. And um, we're we're not doing the uh, catching up with your BFF because my BFF's not here, and we just did an episode recently. And there, there wasn't a lot to catch up on in between this episode and last. And uh, also the death messages. I don't think anybody's died since last time we did an episode. So we didn't have any back and forth of uh, text to read for that. So uh, every, everyone's still alive. So so this is going to be a much shorter episode is what I'm trying to tell you. Which uh, I know some people love the really long episodes when we go over three hours. Because they just love hearing our voices. But um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who are also like, uh, I'm used to all my podcasts kind of being like around like one hour. Can you guys just do like a one hour episode? Which um, I'm not sure how long this episode is going to be. It's probably going to be teetering right around there. But the other reason is why this episode's being shorter is um, we're trying to get this episode out on Friday 13th. And um, as of the record, uh, this episode, I'm recording this on Thursday the 12th, so it's coming up very close to Friday the 13th, and there's a, a huge editing um, process that goes with, with all these episodes that I'm in charge of, so I have to get, get to work on that, and also um, we're doing a, uh, like a search party for Ryan, kind of, we've found like a one-acre stretch of the woods where he was last supposedly walking through that I'm going to help. Uh, navigate those. People have been kind of doing like on and off 10 hour stretches. So I'm going to relieve uh, whoever, I, I think it was maybe Jason, is was out there now with some people that I'm just going to take over and do the, the night shift because uh, I work during the day so I can't can't do the day shifts looking for them when, when it's easier to search for, for people in, in the wooded areas. But I, I volunteered to do the night shift at least this one time. So that's why we're going to be doing a, a shorter episode, but uh, and kind of just going through all the different games and and everything. But uh, uh, I guess there's no no real transition uh, way into into the next game. But uh, uh, when I hear about missing people, uh, nothing gets me hotter under the collar than a. Oh, and there may be different uh, porn music because I don't have a soundboard, but uh, we might be doing a little pop porn parody, which is where we uh, take the, the movie that we're talking about and we put kind of like a porn twist on it, where I uh, maybe go back into your local blockbuster or video smart and you want to go behind that red velvety curtain and see what kind of movies are back there. Uh, you might see one of these movies back there. And uh, this porn uh, is entitled uh, The Sexorcist Receiver. Uh, actually, maybe may making a porn parody where the original movie involves two 13-year-old girls is, is not a good idea. Uh, I, I don't want to get in trouble or get ourselves even more canceled than we already are, so uh, maybe I should do something else. Uh, how how about uh, the, the top ten uh, worldwide grossing movies as of this record? Yeah, that, that sounds pretty hot and less problematic. Uh, let's see, uh, in, in order of the top grossing porno movies to come out this year. It's uh, Bar Beat My Ass Into Submission. Uh, the Super Hung Mario Brothers Move It Back and Forth. Ass Guardians of the Galaxy Volumes of Jizz 3. Faster XXX. Uh, Spider-Man slinging his sticky webs across the Spider-Verse. Uh, 
Soul River Red, aka Fuck Me, I'm on My Period. And I heard that was a good one. I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, the Wandering Peen on Earth 2. The Tight Little Mermaid. And finally, bringing up the rear. Mm. Emission Possible Dead Erect. Ending Part 1. <coughs> Oh, the, the voice is making me cough. Oh, I, I don't know if I've done the voice that long in a while. Oh, hold on. I got it. Oh, the voice. Mm. I need, need to coat the throat. Mm. In case you missed that last one. E Mission Possible Dead Erect Ending Part 1. Looking forward to the sequel coming out next year for that one. But uh, that's going to be it for this rendition of Pop. Porn parody, and I will be right back after this mess of jizz. Hey everybody, uh, this next ad is actually just a PSA for locating the uh, missing flock host Ryan. He was last seen at a five-year-old's birthday party in the Delaware Tri-State area. He's 5'5", salt and pepper hair, covered in tattoos to the point you may not realize he's off of a Caucasian descent. He wears a t-shirt size medium, although he will claim he never at any time wore large, not even if it was for a year. Uh, he has an on-again, off-again relationship uh, who has not given any additional information on his whereabouts. Uh, if seen, please send an email to flock at flockofsequels.podbean.com with the subject line, i seen him. Or you can go on X, formerly Twitter, with the hashtag, uh, flockingfoundhim. Thanks for your support, everyone, and back to the show. Hey, flockers, welcome back to Flock of Sequels. It's Greentober. All month long, discussing all your favorite David Gordon Green number twos. And uh, with me in the studio is me, uh, other flock host Ryan, still missing in action, MIA. Hopefully you're listening to MIA wherever you are, Ryan. I know that's one of, your, one of the groups you like. Um, we're just going to keep rolling with the games, everybody, because uh, I, I don't really know what else to do. But uh, the next game we have, which, uh, as you know from episodes past, it's not my favorite game, but I thought, in the spirit, let's let's play the game. It's sub-par subtitles. That's right, where um, there might be a uh, subtitle to the movie. In this case, it's uh, Exorcist Believer. Or, you know, you got Exorcist 2, Heretic, or the future Exorcist, Deceiver. So that's kind of what we're doing with these subtitles. Um, I, I only had two. Ryan usually has like 10 or 20 of these. I can't keep up. But uh, these might, might be more in the, the vein of taglines. We're, we're still unsure about what these really are. But uh, I've got two. They are uh, Exorcist, Believer, or not, we're going to make three of these. And Exorcist, I believe I fell asleep towards the end. And that's going to do it for... Sub-par subtitles. And to, uh, I guess before we do the last game of the show... That's right, we, we are coming to the end of the show, everybody. I did mention it was going to be a shorter episode. Um, I guess final thoughts for the movie Exorcist Believer. Um, I think I'm on the side of the critics with the uh, the low twenties Rotten Tomato meter. It just wasn't a fun movie. It just very depressing, especially the end. Uh, I won't spoil exactly what happens at the end, but uh, I, I don't know. It just just wasn't fun. Not even like a bad movie that's fun, which I know we've been doing those recently with uh, Season King, and uh, which we will be following up with once uh, Greentober is over. We also have something special for November, 
So uh, Season King will probably be ending, rounding out the end of the year with, uh, I think, one final Season King movie, Doctor Sleep, which I know you've all been patiently awaiting for. But um, for final thoughts, I, I would say if you want to go see this movie, go see it. But uh, don't go in with low expectations, and maybe you'll come out okay. But uh, well, we'll see. I, I don't know if I'll see the other ones. Not not a big Exorcist fan. But uh, I do want to read the book or listen to the original book, and maybe the sequel, Legion, since uh, Exorcist Three was based on that. I'd be curious to to read that one too. I don't know if he has any other Exorcist books, Mister Blatty. But, uh, and I don't even know if, if he's still alive, if he is, if he saw the, the new movie, or if he's just would rather become possessed himself than go see it. I don't know. But that's my final thoughts on the movie. And, uh, last game of the night is going to be Scrap Sequels. I don't have the song because I don't have Ryan's soundboard, but it's, You need a sequel idea. And that's all I remember. I kind of, usually by the end of the show, I'm either freezing or have heat exhaustion, so I don't really know what's happening. But this is, uh, the this game is where uh, you're in, like, the writer's room trying to come up with the next hot sequel for the movie, and you're just kind of throwing out a bunch of ideas, seeing what sticks. So uh, see what happens with these. Uh, a demon goes below the equator to possess a new host. Hopefully no Spanish in... I'll give you a few seconds to think about it. It's the Mexorcist. Alright, my next one. Uh, before humans were around to possess, demons possessed dinosaurs? See this story that's 65 million years in the making in... The T-Rexorcist. And last one, uh, Devil's Haircut has an all-new meaning when this alt-rock singer gets possessed by a demon, and that's right, you guessed it, the Bexorcist. Alright, well everyone, I've had a great time, it's a little strange doing this episode solo, hopefully you guys hung in there with me. If, if you liked it, let us know on the flock page, if you didn't. Uh, I guess you can let us know on the flag page, and hopefully uh, by the next episode, uh, Ryan will have been found safe and sound, and we'll continue with Green Tober, and uh, everyone will be happy and laughing again. So uh, until then, everybody, uh, bye for now, and see you guys on the other side. Bye. Alright, so I can be like this, talk, talking like this, talking, talking. And another thing is. It's not going very high. I'll be able to whisper, just a small whisper. Yeah, I'll see if I'm still recording, maybe, probably. Just me wrestling to my purse. <laughs> oh, look, I got a key. I'll show you a minute. Oh. <laughs>